A, B, C, D, E, Bieber flu, and your mom, and your sister, and your job, and your broke-ass car, and those shitty play calls. Fuck you, and your staff, I don't want to see again, everybody but your dog, you can all fuck off. I was into you, but I'm over it now. I was trying to be nice, but nothing's getting through, so let me spell it out. A, B, C, D, E, Burflus. Well, that was a Matt Eberflus masterclass, wouldn't you say? Classic Bears finish against Detroit. I have a feeling, though, we may be happy about that result when it's draft time. We'll see. Thanks for being here. There's only six games left. Zerdikes! Boing, 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 boing. Zero doings. 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 Zero I'm flying solo. Dan is at Handsome Camp. He's trying to teach others how to be as handsome as him, I think. Or maybe he needs to freshen up before the holidays. That's possible. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Happy Thanksgiving. It is Tuesday night when I'm recording it. I don't know when you're listening to it. Whatever you do, do not cook a Cornish hen for Thanksgiving. They are too classy. They are too brittle. I think they're chickens is what we learned They're Cornish hen chickens, mini chickens. They're either very male or very female. Not totally sure how that works. We're not big research guys. I definitely am not. This is Bill Doinks. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it in the next segment. Go Bears. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
boing, 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 boing. All right, we should probably get into Bears and Lions. Uh, they are one of the original Thanksgiving feasts, if I'm not mistaken. They're playing the Packers this Thanksgiving. That's fun. Glad we're not playing on Thanksgiving this year. Um, but we did play the Lions on Sunday. I watched it from a golf cart at a golf event. I was with Coach Cuse. I was with Rick Fieldsman, Rory Doinks, and his dirty sailor mouth that you heard in season one. Uh, David Obehavy, you've heard about him with Dave Madness, all that good stuff. Um, what a beautiful day for golf. Unbelievable. And thank you, YouTube TV, for allowing me to stream the Bears as well prior to the fourth quarter when we were at the clubhouse watching that all together. I was very pleased with what was going on uh, besides the end of the first half defensive, whatever the fuck that was, uh, allowing the Lions to score. I think that was one of Matt Eberflus's now legendary two-minute defenses. The fuck's a two-minute defense? I've never heard of that before. I've heard of prevent defense, which I think has basically been outlawed. Uh, Two-minute defense? Does that mean you're trying to keep everybody in front of you? Because that didn't happen at the end of the first half or the end of the game, right? Um, I know what two-minute offense is. Is Matt Eberflus dumb? Let's talk about that a little bit. All right, so we're up nine. We're driving to put the game away and we just gave up or are about to just give up a touchdown. It's not like he can see in the future, but um, you want to make that more than a one and a half possession game, right? You want to go to three full blown possessions and you got a fourth and one and you've got a dynamic quarterback and you kick a field goal to go up 12 so are you expecting the Lions to maybe score twice and maybe miss two extra points? Because that doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Didn't get it at the time. Detroit scored immediately to make it a one-possession game. And then Eberflus really showed up again. Um, I guess more Luke Getze in that case with a very conservative two runs with a real dingy running back in Khalil Herbert, right? And then a um, a pass on third and nine that was a really nice pass from Justin Fields, right, that Tyler Scott did not run under all the way. Uh, rookie blunder, I guess. Did he do that at Cincinnati, though? Or when you slap that Bears uniform on, is that when you really get, really get stupid? Um, that always happens. At least it has in our lifetime, right? So the defense still could have stopped him, but you knew where it was headed at that point when Detroit got the ball back with plenty of time and a touchdown would win it because we were too afraid to go for it on fourth and one, even though there's probably like an 80% chance we would have gotten the first down, put the game away most likely. What the fuck, Bears? Honestly, Matt Eberflus is a fucking moron. And then his excuses or his justifications after the game. And then on Monday saying that it's all about execution, right? Not taking really any of the blame because that's not what he does. In fact, he was bragging about 
making great defensive calls. I don't know if that was in regards to the Lions game or a couple of those real raucous pass wins we've gotten against tough teams like the Raiders or the Commanders or the Panthers. Yeah, that's that's really worth bragging about when you're 0-9 in the division. And you'll probably be 0-12 in the division after this year, let's be honest. Not like you're going to beat the Lions at home. And it's not like the Vikings aren't going to fuck your couch on Monday night and the Packers last game of the season. Well, I think we all know how that'll turn out. So Matt Eberflus, we're done with him, right? I, I think um, there's no turning back. He can't get the most out of Justin Fields, um, either directly or indirectly through his offensive coordinator, Luke Getze. I don't know what they do for a living besides really want the most conservative quarterback ever, I think is kind of their philosophy because reasons I don't really know. So let's talk about big picture stuff, right? The game is stupid, that Lions game, whatever. We're probably going to be happy in the spring that we lost. It's not going to hurt our draft position with a meaningless win because this team isn't going anywhere. So I think... I think I'm convinced, I've convinced myself as to what I want to see happen long-term for the Bears. Are you ready for this? You ready for Bill Doinks? Um, just, I'm going to empty, I'm going to empty my bag right here on StreamYard just for you. Are you still listening? Is anybody out there? Who cares? Um, these aren't all original thoughts, I'm sure. I'm sure other people really feel this way too. Uh, but I'm just going to tell you where I'm at now here as Thanksgiving is approaching and the Cornish hen is starting to set the table and there's pilgrims everywhere. There's buckles, there's real sweaty pants that are thick. That's disgusting. Um, take a shower pilgrims, take a shower. It's not a big deal. All right. So the first thing I want to see happen in the off season, I just said it, get rid of fucking Matt Eberflus, get rid of the coaching staff. There's not one redeeming quality about any of you. Really, what does Matt Eberflus do? He calls a decent defense. He's like a decent defensive coordinator. And we didn't give a fuck about him last year because that was a clear tank, right? So we didn't even notice, even though there were red flags from the second he was hired, including the fact that he loves cats. But now it's really obvious there's no redeeming quality. He is 6-22 and 22 as a head coach. <laughs> which is unbelievable, the worst head coach in Chicago's Bear, Chicago Bears history um, by winning percentage, and there's not much hope around the corner. Luke Getze is stubborn and not the worst offensive coordinator we've ever had, but he's definitely in the team picture because he can't get the most out of a talented quarterback like Justin Fields, who had a really good game coming back from injury. He looked frisky. His feet and legs looked excellent. His arm looked fresh. He made good decisions. Uh, I don't blame him for that last strip sack. I mean, what the fuck? The game somehow was over and not in our favor due to reasons that we talked about before. So good segue to personnel. I do want Ryan Poles to stay. I want his scouts to stay. I want Ian Cunningham to stay so he doesn't get hired away because I know he was a popular guy to interview in the offseason. I think you have to see it through 
a bit more when it comes to that level of executive. It's easy to get rid of the coach. We cannot have like our fourth or fifth GM in 10 years, I don't think, if we want this to go anywhere. Uh, I know he's not perfect. That Chase Claypool trade is still um, haunting, but I don't think that's eliminating quite yet for his career. I think uh, I like the Montez sweat trade, even though it was expensive both against the cap in future years and um, with second round draft capital that you got rid of. But I think that Panthers trade to identify the Panthers as the team you want to trade with is, um, I mean, maybe you and I could have done it, but I doubt it. I think the fact that he was able to flip the number one pick that turned into a shitty quarterback and Bryce Young into a top 10 pick last year, DJ Moore, true number one for the Bears, and he's young and he's under contract, possibly the number one pick overall in 2024, uh, second round pick, third round pick. I might be forgetting other things. That's fucking awesome. And that alone should probably secure his uh, longevity, at least for another year or so. Uh, Darnell Wright looks good. I said Sweat. He looks good. Moore looks good. Tyreek Stevenson, I think, looks good, even though Dan Doinks hates him because he's not the center from Minnesota. Um, Braxton Jones, serviceable, possibly good. Definitely not bad. Uh, Roshan Johnson, we'll see. Tyler Scott, not a great game on Sunday, but we'll see. Um, the linebacker signings, though expensive, uh, do seem pretty good. Jack Sanborn, good for an undrafted rookie, especially Tyson Bajent, good, you know, good enough. Um, so, you know, Brisker Gordon seemed good. It's pretty good, pretty good, quick rebuild in uh, less than two years' time, two drafts, two off seasons. Still have a lot of draft or uh, cap room next year. So keep polls, I say. Keep polls, get rid of the staff. Kevin Warren, if you want to get rid of polls, I get it. If you want a totally clean slate, since you didn't hire polls, and we could for the first time ever have uh, a president, a GM, and a coach, and maybe a quarterback that are all completely aligned, this would be the offseason to do that. But I don't think polls deserves to be fired at this stage. Is that controversial? I don't think so, but I know there are some Bears fans that would like to hit the reset button, which, again, I can't kill you for that. It's very frustrating, but I say keep them. So who do you hire as a coach? Um, again, I'm not the only person thinking this. It needs to be an offensive mind, ideally somebody with experience that screams Jim Harbaugh because he should be available, right? He should want to get the fuck out of college football. I don't care about the shit that he's being accused of doing or having staffers do at Michigan. I don't think that has any, anything to do with um, his level of success at San Diego, Stanford, San Francisco with the 49ers, and then Michigan. He's won everywhere he's gone. He seems to get the most out of his quarterbacks. Kind of important. He's super weird. I don't care. He wins. The Bears are a bunch of fucking losers. They lose and then they lose again. And I'm so sick of them. 
and short of Virginia dying and everything resetting. Um, let's bring in a winner. Let's bring in a fucking winner named Jim Harbaugh. If for whatever reason that can't happen, doesn't happen, it just doesn't match up. If he says, yeah, I'll come in, but I want to be the GM and that doesn't make sense, then um, again, I'm not the only one saying this either. Ben Johnson, Detroit, we just saw him. He's gotten the most out of Jared fucking Goff and they're very creative on offense. They're frisky. They're aggressive. They're, they've been top five in points scored and I think total offense every time he has been a play caller for them. He's young. He um, seems sharp. I like him a lot. I'd be totally fine with that. Unless there's some way to get Sean McVay out of Los Angeles. I think those are your top two picks. McVay is the total wild card when he's been kind of trying to get out of there, whether he's pretending like he's going to retire or whatever. Um, but I don't necessarily see Sean McVay coming to Chicago if he lives in Southern California. Why would you do that? So whoever that coach is, I want that coach to be leaned on heavily by Ryan Poles for his opinion on what to do at quarterback. I can't, personally, I can't decide on Justin Fields. I cannot. I keep flip-flopping. I think if there were a surefire quarterback in this draft that I was just super in love with, I'd say, fuck it. Um, but I really like Fields, and he's still young, and he's still frisky. He still has a lot to offer. He still has a big arm. Uh, he can't stay healthy. That's a problem. He doesn't get rid of the ball quickly enough for a lot of our likings. I totally understand that. And a lot of the losing associated with this fucking franchise is stuck on him. Um, it's hard to get that stench off. I get all of that. But if Jim Harbaugh or Ben Johnson comes in and says, I've seen this guy from afar or relatively close, he has a ton of potential. I like him a lot more than Caleb Williams or Drake May or whatever rookie quarterback is going to come in next year. I want to work with him. Fuck yes. That is your ideal situation with the draft capital you already have. That would be amazing. I think you'd have to commit to fields for that fifth-year option at that point, too. You have to make that decision by May. So what is that, $22 million, something like that? We got all the cap room in the world. We can make that work. So the downside to that is you don't reset his the rookie clock, right? Like I said, $22 million against the cap in 2025 already. But um, you're going to have to pay a guy at some point, right? So if the next coach can unlock Justin Fields, unlike what we've been able to do so far with Nagy, or uh, Luke Getze slash Matt Eberflus, God bless them. That would be great. I would love Justin Fields to work out here. If for some reason your next head coach says, you know what, no fucking way, I love Caleb Williams or Drake May. Ugh. Uh, it's one that makes us all irpy. Or you name the quarterback, Jalen Daniels, Bo Nix, I don't know. Start getting real weird if you start going on the list. But let's just say that happens. Even if Fields plays great the last six games, similar to how he did against Detroit, then you flip Fields for some draft capital. And then you have maybe the number one pick and another top five pick. You get a quarterback. You get hopefully Marvin Harrison Jr. or the best 
edge or the best left tackle, whatever, in the draft. And that quarterback is totally aligned as a rookie with that head coach. That wouldn't be so bad either. But I would much prefer the situation that they think they can get the most out of fields. Because then, holy shit, what you could do with that number one pick overall is unbelievable, right? Trade If somebody's in love with Caleb Williams, trade that motherfucker. And you're golden. You get probably more than you can get last year for, for Bryce Young, essentially, right? So, I don't know. That's where I'm at in terms of that. I just want that head coach to have his guy and I want him to be an offensive mind, but I don't want this like adopted, you know, Nagy with Mitch stuff that they never seem totally aligned. Even though Fields was drafted, that was Nagy's last year. And clearly they weren't on the same page either. Clearly Nagy wanted Andy Dalton to be the starter, <laughs> which is hilarious. And, uh, I just want this next guy either to be in love with Justin Fields or say, no, I've got another guy in mind that I can make work. I think if it's Jim Harbaugh, he's probably looking at Fields potentially. He probably coached against him, if my math is correct about when he's been at Michigan. He probably knows one way or the other. Ben Johnson probably knows one way or the other, coaching against Fields the past couple of years. So... I would feel really good about whichever decision they go. Obviously, polls would have the last, uh, the final choice, whatever. Does that make sense? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Sound off in the DMs. I'd, I'd love to know, and I know Dan Doinks would love to know all of your thoughts. I don't know which way Dan Doinks wants to go at this point. I think he was out on fields week three, and then he came back. So I'm not sure where he currently is. I'll call him at Handsome Camp. I'll interrupt it. I don't know where he's at right now, you know, in terms of, I don't know if he's getting a spray tan. I don't know if he's getting his body waxed. I don't know if he's getting Botox up in his face. I don't know what's going on with Dan. But all I know is that you won't hear him next week either because we're going to be off. It's bye week after the Vikings Monday night game. You don't need to hear from us. I'm sure the Bears are going to lose again. Who cares? And um, I need to go to handsome camp that week after eating probably 14 pounds of stuffing starting on Thursday morning. I can't wait to just put my mouth up in that. Give me that bread. I love bread. Hate turkey. Love bread. Um, all right. We're not even going to preview the Vikings game. We are going to go to Rick Fieldsman with a bit of hams and spreads. Ooh, baby Give it to us, Rick. Um, that's going to be so, so hot. Can't wait for his three picks. He went two and one again last week. He is hot right now. Do not let Rick get hot. But if he does, fucking ride with him. See you next, next segment. Rick.
Rick Fieldsman, also known as America's favorite shirt, sharp and shark, has missed this week's assignment. No big deal. He's an unpaid intern for reasons just like this. How about we head to Big Ten Minute? Big Ten Minute, and I love it so much. <laughs> Big Ten Minute. A bunch of fat, pale Midwesterners just roaming around Pasadena. You love the Illini, and I have a life. I bleed orange and blue. Gophers, minus three is my pick. I respect your love for the Illini. Shove it, shove it, shove it. Row, 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 shove, shove, shove. I'm, like, pretty much the only Gopher fan that people know. Baby, it is the Big Ten Minute. Ooh, I don't think Illinois or Minnesota will be in Pasadena this year. That's for damn sure, especially after the Gophers got their tits kicked in against Ohio State. Big surprise there. And Illinois went into Iowa City and lost 15-13 to against Iowa. Iowa wins the Big Ten West. Jesus Christ, they are the worst good team I've ever seen in my life. They do have a great defense, great special teams, but that offense, how can they not get a quarterback? How can they not figure it out? I don't understand. Do they like being the way they are? I think they do. I think Kirk Ferenz is just a freak. Like, he is afraid of points. He loves punting. Absolutely loves pinning you back as far as possible and trying to get a safety. That was fun. We got a safety in both the Bears and the Illinois game. Uh, not in my favor as a fan. That's always a great feeling to give up just free points to the other team. Just give me those points. Um, Illinois needs a win this Saturday against Northwestern to make a bowl. Northwestern is 6-5. and five. They are going to a bowl even after all that Shrek clapping, all of those nude locker room <laughs> activities, Pat Fitzgerald's firing, this new guy, I think, is now not the interim, but he's going to be the permanent coach, at least for another year next year, which I get. Uh, he's done a, done a hell of a job, considering Northwestern has sucked balls for the past two years. Should I be nervous about the hat game with a lot riding on it for Illinois? Illinois needs to go to a bowl game again. They don't often go to consecutive bowls. We need to keep the momentum going. Recruiting's been pretty good for Illinois standards. I don't care if it's the Motor City Bowl. I don't care what bowl it is. I have no bowl standards whatsoever. I'd love to be in the Cheez-It Bowl. Big Cheez-It guy, especially the burned ones. Big Cheez-It guy. Kind of said it like uh, Matt Eberflew says things. Like, he says things fast all of a sudden. Grimace! Grover! I'm Matt Eberflus. Hey, I'm Matt Eberflus. I suck. Um, but it's a hack game. Frank, I'm challenging you again. Um, the bet is on this year again. If Illinois loses, 
I have to write a song, I guess, perform it um, in Northwestern's benefit. If Northwestern loses for the third straight year, I need to hear from you again. You have beautiful songs at the beginning and end of the segment, and I'd like to add to that um, because your songs are better than mine. So um, go Illini. Minnesota also needs a win to go to a bowl. They play Wisconsin. Wisconsin's weird. I have no idea what team's going to show up week to week. Same with Minnesota. Mm, I guess go Gophers then. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I have no hate for Minnesota outside of P.J. Fleck. So I want Dan to be happy. I would like to see Minnesota go to a bowl game where they typically perform very well. Dan has said in the past that they let loose on offense during bowl games, and they never do during the regular season. It's very confusing. So let's get a couple of wins this weekend for our boys. Uh, anything else? Uh, Illinois basketball. Oh, excuse me. It's still ranked in the top 25 in the coaches' poll, uh, despite losing to number four, Marquette. Um, Marquette's really good. They're in the semifinals in the Maui Classic tonight against Kansas, I think. They will probably beat Kansas because they're good. So, Rick Fieldsman, you should be proud. I can't believe you graduated from anywhere. Piece of shit. Um, we'll have a Big Ten game in the books by the time the next Zero Doinks um, comes around. Big Ten hoops. There's a random one or two games in uh, December. I think Illinois plays at Rutgers, which might be problematic. Um, anywho, love you. Love the Illini. I don't hate the Gophers. Frank, I hate you on Saturday, but I love you dearly, respectfully. I hate you respectfully, dearly. Iowa, no respect. I hate you. You should not be representing the Big Ten West in its last year. That should have been somebody much more hilarious. So, God damn it. See you next segment. Cats can break your heart. Have you begging, please? Begging, please. Right, Doinkers. Thank you to Rick Fieldsman. Thank you to Coach Cuse and Rick Fieldsman and Tony Doinks. Did I forget anybody? I guess myself. Um, for that Eberflu song that led off this episode. I think it's the second time you may have heard it this season, but it's appropriate. That was hopefully Matt Eberflu's last stand against Detroit. He is an idiot. He sucks. There's nothing he does well. Get him the fuck out of town after this season because you're not allowed to fire him during the season. That's that's a McCaskey rule. We've never done it. I mean, why? Heaven forbid that we hold somebody accountable. It's ridiculous. Um, you'll hear from us not next week. Like I said, Bears have a bye after Monday Night Football against the Vikings. I'm sure we'll get our tits kicked in there. And then the Bears host the Lions <laughs> after the bye week. So that's going to go great, too. Go Justin Fields. Go Gray Balls. We're one and zero, or one and one, I should say, one and one. Big win. Uh, we also get a bye this week, so we'll we'll be back. I'm sure we'll be two and one by the time we talk again, and hopefully Dan will be there. 
I love you. Enjoy your holiday. Do not eat a Cornish hen. If you're offered, say respectfully, I decline. I love hens. And I really don't appreciate the fact that this is a house of murder. Get a little angry with it. I'm getting angry right now. I'm getting I'm getting my Irish up thinking about dead hens. Don't eat turkey either, not because of death, but turkey's mediocre. Eat a lot of stuffing. Drink a lot of things, whether it's wine, beer, fucking four loco. I think that's a big Frank thing on the holidays. Frank, I love you, like I said. Um, go line I go Justin Fields. Who cares about the Bears? See you in a couple weeks. Dan, I hope you're double handsome when you come back. Zerdux, see you later. Get help, Jim Miller. Jim Varney's dead. Sorry about that. I just talked to Grimace Shake. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Do you want that Grimace Shake? Yes, it's so much delicious. Sometimes we can still get shake.
Shoot me. No, shoot me. I'm a Cornish hand. 